God. Amen. What a mighty God. So good to be in the house. Anybody got a testimony for the Lord? Anybody got a testimony for the Lord tonight? Amen. Sister Sue. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be here. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we want to get right into our lesson tonight. Amen. If you have your lesson outline, amen. Now, last week, Brother Mahoney did such a wonderful job, amen, last week in his lessons and teaching. Amen. Praise God. We've got to be ready. We don't know when. Amen. So we're talking about a better substance, and the writer of Hebrews 10.34 says, For we had you had compassion on me in bonds, and took joyfully the spoils of your good, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and more and enduring substance. Amen. In heaven you have a more enduring substance, a better substance in heaven. You know, notice what it says. You know, there comes a time that every one of us must know. Amen. We have the purpose in our heart that I'm going to know. That's why Paul says, oh, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. We have to get it down in us. We've got to be fully persuaded in ourselves that where we're going is so much better. If we never get to that point to where we're persuaded in ourselves, we'll want to stay where we are. We won't seek for nothing else. We will come complacent and we say, well, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay, you know. And we miss out on half the things that God has for us. I think that's why Paul might say, I have not seen and ear have not heard the things which God has prepared for them that love them. I want to know everything that God has for me here and when I get there as well. So I want to to go after it. I want to put my heart into it. And I, I think Paul, when he tells the church at Colossus, he says, you know, whatever you do in word, do it, do it heartily unto the Lord, you know, because when you're doing it unto the Lord, there's joy in it. There's excitement uh, in it. When you, when you want to accomplish the desire, the Bible speaks of the of the things that's accomplished is sweet to the soul. See, you want your soul, as Paul told the church, that your whole soul, uh, spirit, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you want to do everything to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself excited uh, in the Lord. You have to lift up holy hands. You've got to come to worship the Lord. You've got to seek out those things that was going to motivate you and build you up. Whether it's listening to music or songs that you like. If you notice, I sing a lot of old songs. You know, because that's what I grew up with and that's what, you know, I began to, you know, uh, they, they encourage me. I, you know, when the Bible says sing yourself psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, that's what I do because that's where I get my strength. Amen. I was talking to my wife as we was coming to church, and, and I seen a Mercedes Jeep, and I says, who would want a Mercedes Jeep? <laughs> you know, I says, you know, then I thought, then I turned to her, and I said, you know, I guess, I said, of course, that's 
this generation, I'd say I'm a baby boomer. And so as in my age, when I was young, if somebody had a Mercedes man, they was rich, (laughs) you know, they that was that classical, you know, car, you know, but now that was then. And now the people today, Mercedes. No big deal to them. Cadillac SUVs, there's no big deal to them. You know, when I was a kid, you got to ride in a Cadillac, man. You was, woo. <laughs> yeah, at a funeral. The family was in the funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. But today, you know, you see SUVs and things. There's no big deal to this generation today because they, they are not aware of where we came from. You know, you talk to a kid today about having to go to the bathroom outside. They look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. You know, but that's the things change. See, so I said all that to, to realize there's something better. See, that God has for us. And number two on your paper says faith is the substance. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. We must have that full assurance within ourselves that we are the children of God. Amen. We got to have that fear, full assurance in ourselves because his spirit bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs of God and heirs according to the promises of God. So we got so much better. When you look at faith now as a substance, one of the words for the Greek words for and Hebrew word for faith, you find it means like a stump and roots in the ground. So it would mean like that will become the support network. Faith is like a support network that you have that lets you know that you have something that's holding you, that's strong, that's keeping you solid. Amen. This is why when you look at faith, amen, we know that faith comes by hearing and it comes by hearing by the word of God. So every child of God's faith should be running off the charts. See, we should be so excited that we're trusting in God at every juncture. Amen. That's why when you look at the Word of God, it, it enlightens us. It, you know, it opens our understanding to so many things and we have to learn to trust God with all our hearts. Solomon says in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. But see, the enemy's goal is to try to Get you away from the faith of God. He wants to keep you from growing into things of God. He wants you to not have the liberty and the time to study the Word of God or to listen. In today's world, every born again or child of God, faith should be running off the chart. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, we got so many things at our fingertips now that we can listen to the Word of God. You know, I see people walking down the street, exercise. They got earbuds in the ears. Are they listening to the word of God? We drive down the road. We can put our, our serious radio. We can put our iPhones up in a pod or whatever, podcasting and everything. We can pod the word of God. You know, we got every opportunity now to hear the word of God. So 
our faith should be running off the charts. You know, when we meet for fellowship, we should be encouraging and edifying and building up based on the word of God. So our faith should be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. You know, it, it should be that way. It's, it's that substance that gives us that assurance. Amen. That the things we're hoping for, we're hoping for a better place. So I've got to have it to keep going. The whole 11th chapter of Hebrews, it starts out, you know, talking about faith and it ends with faith. Amen. And all throughout the middle, it gives you example of men and women who had faith because the things which was written before was written for our learning so that we could do the same thing, have the same concept. They left us, if you want to call it a legacy, of what to do to keep faith. See, so we've got to build it up. We know that the Word of God is faith. Amen. God is a God of faith. He, he operates. The whole premises, if you look at Scripture, is all about faith. See, so we've got to build ourselves up on our firm foundation. Faith is our confidence in God's ability to do what we asked of Him. Hebrews eleven six. He that cometh to God must believe, what? That He is. And that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If I'm going to ask God for something, then i got to believe that He's going to provide it. I need to be in His perfect will. I've got to know His will for my life. I've got to trust Him that He will come through on His time and not on mine. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Faith is believing that God will and God can. Amen. That's why Genesis 18:14. Amen. We see here God will come through. He will be there. He asks, is there anything, Abraham, too hard for the Lord? Nothing is too hard for God. You know, when you see him talking to Job, he asked Job all kinds of questions. You know, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I put the stars in the heaven and made them sing together? You know, he goes on and on. To what? Increase our faith. To cause us to trust in him and not in men. You see, sometimes if we're not careful, we can put our trust in men and not in God. Psalms 118 verse 8 says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. See, that whole 118th Psalm there is to build your relationship. Notice what the Psalmist says. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and declare the works of the Lord. See, Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. See? So I'm not afraid to die. I think somebody wrote a song like that, ain't it? I'm not afraid of dying. I don't really care. You know, I'm going to a better place. See? I've got something out there waiting for me. So therefore, it keeps my faith motivated. Amen. That substance. I've got it. You know? If you ever listen to Brother Stone King preach, all he does is build people's faith to get them to see that they can do things. See? That's all he does. Is He, he, he tells them through stories to build people's faith. And then he, boom. Because if we have faith, Jesus says, as the side of a mustard seed, 
We can say that this mountain move yonder and it'll move. See? He wants your faith to be strong in Him. And to trust Him. Amen. John says that no man has seen, John 1 verse 18, he says, No man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, which is is the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. Amen. No man has seen God at any time, but we believe. See, that's where our faith comes in. Think about how many years ago God walked the earth. We hadn't seen Him. But the things which was written afore. See, it amazes me how many people will say the Bible is not true and they can't, they can't believe it. But yet those same people will go to college, they will go to school, and they will read those books that they tell them to read and study, and they will believe everything that's written in them. And they believe it. You know? And then people will come along and we take our cars, we go visit them at the hospitals and the doctors, and they tell us stuff and we believe them. Right? Don't we? Don't we? <laughs> but yet when it comes to the Bible, most people says, I don't believe that. Why is that? Man, like a faith. Peter says the things that are written, was written, there's a no private interpretation, but the holy men of God spake as they was moved by the Holy Ghost. This is like a owner's manual, as you hear me say, to keep us how to troubleshoot, to fix things, fix ourselves. That's, that's what God wants. See, he wants you to fix you. When you start talking about self-discipline and self-restraints and self-motivation, notice the word self. Say he gives us the answer how to do it. Say he he tell us how to motivate ourselves. He he tell us how to, to pick ourselves up when we're down through the word of God. Because why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I have confidence and assurance. My, I'm going to be motivated. But if I stay down and depressed and discouraged, I'm going to be low. Say, I'm going to be picking low cotton, as we say down south. But if I motivate myself, then I'm going to be high. Say, that's why I've got to have the substance in me. Say, that's why, as I said at the onset, faith is like the stump of the tree and the roots in the ground. Notice Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law, what does he do? He meditates. It's like he sits there and just chew on the scriptures. He he just meditates. You get a hold of the scripture and you just Observe it and see what God is trying to speak to you. You know, I, for me, when I pray, when I, when I get ready to read the Word of God, I, my first comment to God is, God, I need a clear understanding. I want you to show me what is hidden here. Show me what you are trying to speak to me. 
so that I can apply it to my life, so that I have a clear understanding of what you want out of me, so I will stay on track and stay in the right paths. See? So notice he says, if you meditate in this thing day and night, it's kind of like what the Lord had already told Joshua. You know, if you never let this word of the law of this book depart out of your mouth, you will be strong and have good success. See? So that we go back again to the things that was written for, was written for our learning and our example. So if God told him to do it, and he's going to prosper and have great success, then I'm going to have prosper and have great success. See, notice what David goes on and says in verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted where? By the rivers of water that bring forth, notice, his fruit and his season and his leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. See, the same scriptures here and here, precept upon precept, line upon line, here little, there little. Both of them is encouraging you to meditate and to study the Word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you will have substance. See, when when the leaf is blooming, when the fruit is coming, what does that tell you? The tree is not dead. The tree is alive, see? And that's what you are, you'll notice in scriptures you're related to trees. You know, if, if you stop and think about it. Now look at Jeremiah 17 and verse 7 and 8. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. You know, the Lord says here in Jeremiah, I mean, it's verse 7, 17, 7. Excuse me. Blessed is the man that trust in the Lord, who have faith in God, who believe in God, that what God says is true, say, and whose hope is in the Lord. He shall be as a tree. <laughs> Here you go. Planted by the waters that does what? Spread out his roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh. You know, people call me, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> Handle the heat or get out the kitchen. <laughs> get by the river. <laughs> but the cool water, let it blow on you a little bit. That living water. <laughs> let your roots go down. This is why the Lord in Jeremiah 2, chapter 2, said my people is committed to evils. They've left me the fountain of living water, and they've hold themselves a cistern, broken cisterns, which can't hold any water. So you've got to keep your roots down in this thing. So notice, they spread their roots by the rivers and shall what? not see when the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green. See? And shall not be careful in the years of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. See, as long as you are bearing fruit, as long as your leaf is green, it means substance is there. See? The outward manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit in your life is the indication of what substance is in you. If the Spirit is in you, then you're supposed to be producing His fruit in His season. 
You should not wither. You are supposed to be excited. A tree of life. Even the psalmist, I think it's in Psalms either 92 at the end there, I can't remember the scripture of, that, you know, he says he will be bearing fruit in old age. Still producing. Still excited. That's why I like Sister Bill. I'm not calling you old. Please don't think I am. You know, but, but she's always upbeat. She's always worshiping and praising God. You know, because substance is there. See? And that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not your substance. You don't lose your substance. You keep your roots down. You meditate in the Word of God. See? You're like a tree that's planted by the water that just keep bubbling over, producing more and more. You have that bounce in your step. See? You're excited. You get in your heart. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Amen. So we, we've got to have this faith. We gotta first act in that hope that is in us. Romans 8, 24 and 25. You know, notice what it says. Romans 8, 24, 25. That hope, amen. If, if we see the hope that we have, we, that ain't hope. See? But we are saved by what? Hope. See? Hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man see it, what have you yet hoped for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. See, if I got substance, I won't run ahead of God. I will wait upon the Lord because why? He will renew my strength. I will mount up as wings like eagles. I shall run and not be weary, and I shall walk and not faint. Amen. So we've got to have this substance deep down inside of us. Praise God. Amen. We, he, he wants us to have faith. The disciples' faith should have been running off the charts if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God is with them. And that's why I think Jesus constantly was asking them, where is your faith? You know, they wake him up in John and uh, in, uh, Mark chapter 4 when they're going to the other side. They says, Lord, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus says, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? See, here is the word of God is with them. <laughs> they're hearing everything he's saying. They're watching everything he's doing. And he said, how is it that you don't have any faith? We have seen and we have heard and we have believed. If we've got the Holy Ghost, that's all the miracle you need. If you know where you were and where you are now, that's all the miracle you need to believe God is true. You don't need everything else. Signs follow you. You follow Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Amen. Think about it. Amen. So we have this better substance in heaven. Amen. 
And so we are expecting to get there, but I can't get there without faith. Faith is what I have in me to keep me motivated and keep me going. And I build up my faith by adding to my faith knowledge and temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly kindness and charity. Amen. It's kind of like that's what fuels my faith. Because when I have knowledge and understanding of God and what He desires, it pushes my faith higher. When I can control myself, it pushes my faith higher because it's showing me that God is working in me. See, when I have patience and I can wait on God, it's showing me He's strengthening me. When I start taking on His modesty and His nature and His character, it shows that His godliness is coming in me. See? And then when I started doing unto others as I would have them to do unto me, brotherly kindness is starting to motivate and grow in me. And when I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and my neighbor is myself, love is operating inside of me. His love. See? And my faith is what? It's bubbling over. Because this is what He desires in me. And i got to know these things in myself. I don't need someone else to tell me. There comes a time I've got to know for myself. That's why the Lord says, how be it, in John 16, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will do what? He will guide you to all truth. See? The Holy Ghost inside of you is designed to educate you. To bring you to that knowledge and understanding of who God is. And everything then flows from that in your life. Because you have the thing that produced the substance. Okay? God is in you. Notice what the Lord says in Isaiah uh, 6.13. Isaiah 6.13. We're talking about the tree here now. Again, notice what he says. Isaiah 6.13. There will be a tent that's going to return into the land, and it shall be eaten and as the till tree, and in the oak, whose what? Substance is in them. How do you know there's substance in them? They shoot forth their leaves. See? And notice what the end says. So the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. In other words, God will be the substance in the land. See? And if God is in us, the holy seed is in us, then we're supposed to be green and producing constantly. Amen. Substance. The seed, Abraham's seed. See, we're seed of Abraham. So we just, that substance is going to be in us. It will be constantly reproducing over and over and over again. So faith comes by hearing and it comes by hearing the word of God. Amen. And how be it when he has come, he will guide you and lead you and to all 
truth. Amen. If we don't have the substance here, we can't get the substance there. Because no man can come unto the Father but by me. And it's your faith that's going to push you to keep going. To seek for those things that you're looking for. Paul said, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See, this is why faith is so important. You know, therefore, in Romans 5, we have what? Excess. By what? By faith. Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. See? My faith has got to be in operation. I can't let myself get down if I got substance. This is why Job, if you look at Job 14.7, Job says, there is hope what? Of a tree. If it's cut down and the tender branches are not there, you know, they see, will not cease. He says, though the roots, the stock die in the earth, and though the, the roots be in the ground. He says what? Yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. See? He says, though the stock or the stump is dead in the ground. He says, yet. Through the sin of water. It's going to bud. See, this is why you should never stay down. You might think you're dead. You might think there's no hope. See? But if you get close to Jesus, the water, you're going to live. Yeah. That's why Scripture says, spring up a well within my soul. See? That's why when people can, they can backslide. And as soon as they come back into the presence of God and start to worship Him and start to magnify Him, what happens? Poof! That Holy Ghost just automatically, they just spring right back up again. Because the substance has to be there. See? In order to get you to, to motivate to come up again. The seed has got to be rejuvenated all over again. You know, that's why sometimes you can plant a seed, it may not come up for a long time. But then all of a sudden you think you've got something else on it, and you go, what in the world is that? You know, it's one of them plants you planted a long time ago. It just didn't come up yet. <laughs> yeah, but it pops up. See? And that's the thing. That's why you got to keep preaching the Word of God. Paul says, one plants and one water, but it's God that gives the increase. Say, the substance is our faith. Amen. You need substance in you every day. Motivating yourself. Amen. Because you're going to a better place. Amen. The woman with the issue of blood. How many times would we hear this story? What's the purpose of that story for? Just to say, oh, some woman walked and she had an issue of blood for 12 years and, oh, she just touched Jesus and, oh man, she was made whole. Is that the purpose of the story? Or was the story to tell, show us something? She had substance. She had substance in her because she says, if I can but touch, the hem of his garment. Boy, talking about faith. 
She said, I ain't got to hug him and hold to him or anything else. She said, all I need to do is just touch his garment. And I'm going to be made whole. She didn't say I'm going to be healed. She said, I'm going to be completely whole. You know, and if you watch the story in Mark 4, as soon as she presses her way through the crowd and she touched the hem of his garment, Jesus automatically stops and whoa, who touched me? Cyprus, oh, Lord, everybody's running into you. Everybody's. But Jesus said, no, somebody touched me because I felt virtue go out of my body. You know, and he turned around and he sees her and she comes. She tells him everything things that's happened. And notice what he says to her. Daughter, be of good cheer. Thy faith has made thee whole. See, the substance propelled her. See, she had it already in her that, oh, I'm going to just touch him. You know, substance means substance. It become wholeness. See, that's why Joshua could stand in the valley in, in the war. You know, he, he had, had seen God does so much, his faith was just bubbling over. And so in the war, he could stand and say, son, stand still. And the sun stopped. Moan, get in the valley. And went in the valley. And what the scripture says, never been another day that God hearkened to a man as he did Joshua. Because he has substance. Say, we should have that same substance. Amen. Look at Moses. Moses says, God, if you're going to take them out, take me out. You're faithful, huh? But her bold. You talk to God like that? Yeah. We've got to have this. And think about David. Here's the young boy. You know, he's been worshiping God. He's been magnifying God. Now he's anointed as the servant of God, a little boy. He comes down to the battlefield, you know. And if you ever notice, everybody is talking about Goliath. You know, hey, you see that big guy over there and all that? You know, everybody's talking about Goliath. That's all that probably is going on in the Israelites' camp. It's talking about Goliath. Man, look at that guy. Look how big he is. Look how tall he is. Look at his spear. Look at his armor. That's probably what they was talking about. You know, and what does David do? He comes down to Bethlehem and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know, that he's defiling the armies of the living God. You know, he, he, you look at that. He chose to edify God in this situation and in this circumstance. And when David says, I'll fight him, you know, notice what David said. He says, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you defile. This day will God deliver you into my hands. Because the Bible says where the word of a king is, there's power. See, and David had already been anointed to be the king of Israel. See? So his words was already with power. See? And our words are supposed to be with power. See? Because we've been anointed. We shall be kings and priests unto the Lord. See? So when we speak, we've got to speak with faith and confidence. You know? I command you, Satan, in the name of the Lord, to pick up your weapons and flee. You know, 
I command. Notice what David did. He went out. He just got five small stones, smooth stones rather, and that could have been prophetic of the fivefold ministry, boy. Amen. Take him out. See? Because he had the faith to believe that he could. See, you've got to have faith. That's your substance. You see? That you can do this thing and that it will come to pass when you do it and yet you believe in God's ability. These are examples. These are stories for us, as the Bible said, they was written for our learning and for our example so that we would have these things in us and to be able to trust and to believe in God and his abilities. Amen. When they, they couldn't cast out the devil and Mark chapter 17, verse 20, they turned to Jesus and they says, Lord, why could we not cast them out? What did Jesus say? Because of your unbelief. You don't believe you can do it. I wonder how much could be done if we would just believe. That's the substance that we have. That's what the psalmist said. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. And declare the works of the Lord. See? And so therefore, we've got to have that same mentality. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. I'm going to be with him. See? He's come that I might have life and that more abundantly. And so, therefore, I am going to be with him in heavenly places. Amen. So let's get ready and build up our faith. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our Lord God is one Lord. And you, you must talk about him. What? When you're in your house. You talk about him when you're in the way. You talk about him when you lie down. You talk about him when you rise up. You write it as frontly as before your eyes. You put it on your hands. All this stuff, it tells us to talk about the Lord. And the more you talk about the Lord, the stronger your faith is going to be. The more you worship the Lord, the stronger your faith is going to be. Amen. The more you witness of the Lord, the testify of the Lord. That's why I'm constantly, who's got a testimony of the Lord? Because the more you talk about Him, the stronger your faith is going to be. Don't give the devil credit. He don't have no power over you. Amen. Edify and magnify the Lord of His goodness. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And I want your faith to be strong. I don't want it to be weak. I want it to be bubbling over continually. Amen. Because it is the substance of the things that we hope for. Faith is not leaning into our own understanding. It's but taking God at His Word and allowing it to be done. Get a scripture and hold to it. Heaven and earth, Jesus said, will pass away. But my word will not pass away. Hold God to his word. That's what faith does. Amen. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Amen. We've got to believe this stuff. Amen. We, we got to hold on and believe in God's abilities. Amen. Don't lean to your own understanding. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith and hope go together. The same things that are the object of our hope is the object of our faith. Amen. First Corinthians 13. Now about it, faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest is charity. Notice how everything goes together. If I'm hoping for something, it, I gotta have faith. If I have faith, I've gotta hope. Amen. Notice what Hebrews, amen. 
10, I mean 6, Hebrews 6, verse 9, the writer says, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints. You're doing any ministering to the saints. We didn't come to be served. Jesus said, I didn't come to be ministered to, but to minister, to serve. Amen. Notice, you have ministered to the saints and do minister, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence of the fullness, assurance of hope. When? All the way to the end. Because when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he patiently endured, he, what, obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and though for confirmations the end of all scribe, God willing more abundantly to show that the immutability of his counsel confirmed it with an oath. That by two immutable things, amen, unchanging things, his words and his promise, amen, they don't change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. That we what? Might have a strong consolation who has fled for refuge to lay hold. Amen. Unto eternal life. Which hope we have as what? An anchor. Substance. Of the soul. Both sure and steadfast which is entered into the veil. Even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek the God of righteousness, and the God of peace, our substance. He was going to be the, the, the holy seed will be the substance in the earth. We've got an anchor, Jesus Christ. The anchor holds. Solid. It ain't going anywhere. The word of God. Amen. And so when we connect to that in our faith and to that hope, it's not going anywhere. Amen. You've got solid substance in you. Amen. It's good for us. Amen. Praise God. Faith is a firm persuasion and expectation that God will perform that he has promised us. Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through 21 lets us know that Abraham, what? He didn't stagger at the promises of God. But he was what? Strong. He was steadfast. At a hundred years old, the Bible says, he did not count himself as being dead. He says, let's party, Sarah. <laughs> Amen. Substance. Notice, Hebrew, Romans 4, verse 16. Romans 4, verse 16 through 21. <clears throat> Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Notice, to all the seed. We're Abraham's seed. If we've been baptized in Jesus' name, we are the seed of Abraham. So all the promises is to the seed. 
And so our faith should cause us to, whoo, man, I've got so many promises. i got so many blessings waiting. i got so much stuff waiting on me. Amen. i got a mansion. I think the song says, i got a mansion over there when I'm free from toilet care. Not toilet care, but toiling care. <laughs> Amen. Think about it. That's what the little boy in Sunday school says. <laughs> to be free from toilet care. No, but toiling care. <laughs> Amen. But we, 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 our faith should let us know here, he says, that the seed, not, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Therefore, before him whom the, that, whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believe in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall the seed be. And be not weak in faith. Notice. He had steps. He wasn't weak in faith. He was strong in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed or charged to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone. Notice, we're just written for him that it was imputed to him, but for us also. Notice, it was for us to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus from the our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith and to this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation work patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. The faith. The substance, amen, that is in us. We've got to be persuaded. That's why Paul says, who shall separate me from the love of God? Nothing shall be able to separate me because the substance is there. The faith, the assurance, the word have I hid in my heart, David says, that I might not sin against you. So the more his word I put in me, the more faith in him I'm going to have. The Lord, the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine goes sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Amen. You want your faith to flow. 
You got to get your roots down in this thing. You got to meditate in, as David said, in the Word of God. You got to spend quality time in the Word of God, studying the Word of God, and asking God to reveal to you, as the Psalmster says, "Open down my eyes that I may behold the wonders out of Your law." Amen. I want the scales off of my eyes so I can see. What God is trying to show me, as we just read, these things wasn't only for Abraham, they're for us, his seed. Amen. His inheritance that he promised to Abraham is for us. That's why we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why we become the seed of Abraham. The substance become in us. He's the father of the faithful. Amen. God doesn't change. We want to be strong in Him. Amen. We've got to be persuaded in ourselves here. Jesus Christ dwell in our hearts by faith, Paul says in Ephesians 3.17. And our souls is filled with this fullness in Ephesians 3.19. Think about it. Man, the more God's Word, the more the soul is fed. See, that's why you look at Romans 8. He, he says, you know, you don't want to feed the flesh because you have a carnal mind. You want to feed the spirit. That's the one you want to be strong. That's the one you want to have all the substance. Amen. You want to be fat and flourishing. Can I put it that way? <laughs> Amen. That's what you want. You want to be flourishing. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Your, your leaf to be green. See? You want to be by the rivers of water. If you notice how many scriptures, and I can't tell you right off the top of my head, that you will find when you read throughout scripture, it talks about you being certain things makes you the tree of life. Huh? There's so many scriptures that talks about the tree of life. You know, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. You know, all these things. See, you're supposed to be the tree of life. Because why? You've got the substance in you. That's why the tree in the garden and the, in the start, what was they to do? Reproduce after their kind. And see, Jesus says in John 15, I am the true vine and you are the branches. The leaf is on the branch. The fruit is on the branch. See? So we are plugged to him. His roots is down. That means our roots is down because we're in him. Everything that's coming up through him is coming out into us. See? And so if I'm not producing, two things is either happening. Either I'm not on the vine or I'm letting something hinder me from getting what he's pushing out in me. If I've got a bad attitude, if I've got hatred and bitterness, those are blocks that keep the vine, the nutrients that come out to me. See? So that's why I have to get those things out of the way. See? Because I want everything he has to flow out into me. 
Let your light shine. Let the fruit be seen. Let your leaf, the a big tree with all the pretty green leaves, you get up underneath it, man. Look, think about all the shade, all the protection. You ever got up on the tree with a lot of leaves when it's raining? You won't even get wet. See? Think about Psalms 91. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Notice, just under the shadow of God. He will cover us with his feathers and under his wings we'll trust. And his truth shall be what? Our shield and our buckler. You don't have to be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error of the fly by day, nor the destruction of walking darkness, nor the... No, the pestilence that walk in darkness, no, the destruction that walk in noonday. A thousand fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. It won't come nigh thee. Because he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all his ways. See, so faith is our substance. Faith is the evidence of the things not seen. Amen. Anybody seen heaven? We can have a little heaven here. But we haven't seen up there, but guess what? We've read about it. You know, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more troubles. The former things have passed away. I'm going to see it. See? So that's why I keep running to the house. That's why I keep magnifying and joyous things in my life. Amen. Faith is the firm agreement within ourselves to the divine revelation of God and to every part of his word which seals that he is true. Amen. Paul says, Timothy says, this is a faithful saying. If we be dead with him, we'll live with him. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be with him. John 5, 1 John 5, 20. Amen. And we know that the Son of God is coming. It's given us understanding that we know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God. And eternal life. First John chapter five, verse 20. Amen. The true God in eternal life. Amen. Faith is the substance. And because he's our substance, that substance is precious. And because you are his, precious, precious in the sight of the Lord. Amen. You're precious. Let your faith run over. Let it just be excited. Just let people see that, oh, how much I love him. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life, what more could he do? Oh, how he loves me, oh, how he loves you, oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you 
and me he gave his life what more could he do oh how he loves me oh how he loves you oh how he loves you and me god i praise you for your word tonight oh god your people lord god i thank you lord jesus that we can trust in you lord your word is ever established in the heavens above and in the earth beneath oh god I thank you, Lord, for loving us like none other, O oh God. I thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word tonight. Strengthen each and every life, O oh God, and everything that we do to give you praise and glory and honor. Be with us, Lord, until we be together again. Let your wholeness continue to flow in every place. We love you, God, and we thank you. In 